Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman, along with Corey Ritzout. On today's show, we're going to recap the 0-0 draw with Vancouver on the road. Should the Galaxy have stolen three points from a shorthanded Whitecaps team? And what about Bruce's lineup? Was that set up to win? Plus, we're going to get you updated on LA Galaxy and league standings, LA Galaxy news, and all the injuries this team is trying to absorb. Finally, we're going to get you ready for the Sunday match of the Portland Timbers. And as always, we'll be getting to your call. It's a packed show full of LA Galaxy news you've come to expect from us. So what are you waiting for? Corner of the Galaxy starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman Corey Ritzak. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, Mr. Corey Ritzak with you once again. We're live on cornerofthegalaxy.com as well as on Periscope as well. You can find our live shows there every Thursday night for the foreseeable future. Between 7 and 7.30 is our start time. We would, be, we would love to have you join us, but the LA Galaxy, lots to talk about in the LA Galaxy land. The LA Galaxy coming off a 0-0 draw with the Vancouver Whitecaps after being up a man for more than an hour. So a lot to talk about on that front, Corey, but first of all, I'll start with you. How are you doing, Corey? No complaints. Little little Easter action a couple weeks ago. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, you know, podcasting, pretty much. That's, yeah. That's it? That's yeah. your life? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm going to go visit my son next weekend, which I'm always excited to do. Going to go see the Colorado Rapids take on the New York Red Bulls. What do you Two think? Two top teams right now. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> yeah, Corey and I were talking. Uh, Periscope usually kicks off a, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes before the show actually starts. That way you guys can get behind-the-scenes information from me, from Corey, from anything Peek else. Behind As- the curtain. Yeah, exactly. You you get to just pull it aside and see the wizard at work. Um, like the wizard, mostly a fraud. Um, and, you know, lots of magic, I guess. that's. I guess I'm Toto. <laughs> that works for me. That works for me. All right. Does it wait? Does that make me Dorothy? No, I'm the wizard. We already have our Dorothy. Who's our Dorothy? Oh, Wendy's our Dorothy. Wendy's our Dorothy. Yeah, Wendy's our Dorothy. All right, Jared. Jared is Jared's the lion. The lion. Little heart or or the scarecrow. scarecrow. Mm, Tin man. I mean, really, there's so many ways we could go with this, but instead, we'll abandon the concept altogether and look at the LA Galaxy zero zero draw with the Vancouver Whitecaps. There's so many more exciting things to do. I mean, I think our analysis might end up being more exciting than the game. (laughs) You know, uh, 
I have so many mixed emotions about this. I go through, people don't understand, there's so much time before this game being over, and then I do the podcast, Corner of the Galaxy from the Box. Um, had so, you, so there's not like one, there's not one consistent sediment with this game, is there? You kind of, I just some positive, some negative, yeah. sometimes you feel good that you got the point, other times you're like, crap, we should have stolen three. Yeah, I mean, uh, how can you not, I, I think if you're not feeling all of those emotions, then, you know, maybe you don't like the Galaxy very much. I, I don't know what to tell you. What's uglier, a Shaq free throw or a Boateng cross? A uh, Boateng cross right now. That's That was one of my, my narratives. Um, Boateng actually got a start in this game, uh, according to the LA Galaxy, his first MLS start uh, since joining the LA Galaxy. So Boateng lined up. Um, so he got starts in both of the CCL matchups? Yeah, I believe those were both starts. And then they, he came in off the bench, and he has appeared in every single LA Galaxy MLS game so far. But according to the LA Galaxy in the notes that I read, this was his first MLS start, which sort of, like, I scratched my head for a second. I didn't go back to look it up. Usually they're right. Um, so, but what what does Boateng give you? I mean, you look at this lineup. First of all, let me go well, over the Well, come line. on. It's, it's pretty obvious one he thing speed. he gives you. Speed. speed. That's it. Absolutely. But that's it, right? One trick pony. There's nothing more there. I mean, we, but what were we saying the same thing about Giassi's artist this first year? Are we, are we saying that there's more to Giassi's artist that, wow. I mean, how many did he put up his second year? How many goals? What do you have, like 15? 14, maybe? I'd have to go back and look it up. I, I can look it up while, while, while you talk and tell and me. And he became a national team player. I mean, let's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and wave the, you know, the pom poms for Giassi right now, but really? Because uh, that's what it sounds like you're doing. It sounds like you're getting all excited about Giassi's artist, and he... Listen, I'll give you this. He scored 16 goals in 2014. Thank you. 16 goals. Hey, I will... Okay, he does. So, so my comment was incorrect. He gives you something. He gives you pace, and he gives you finishing. Can we, can we say that? He gives us finishing, because he I forgot what that was. Yeah, he doesn't give the LA Galaxy creativity, and if you listen to Corner of the Galaxy from the box, had guest Taylor Twoman on, had guest Dave Denholm on, along with LA Galaxy Insider, and we talked about LA Galaxy and creativity and whether this team had any creativity. You should go and listen to that podcast if you haven't heard it, because quite honestly, I will tell you when I think I have a good podcast, and that was a good podcast. Um, two guys who don't pull any punches about the LA Galaxy are telling you That's sort true. of what they're seeing about the team. So, you, so go check that out. But he doesn't give you creativity. In fact, if you look on the whole entire roster, the whole entire lineup that the LA Galaxy put out, where is the, the creative player is Sebastian Legette? That's that's where we're at right now, right? Perhaps. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe at the beginning, if you're talking healthy, you're thinking Gio as as your creative playmaker, but and we haven't seen much of that. Uh, Robbie no. Keane, when he's healthy, he's he's somebody who can create. He can create a shot. He can create. He makes things happen. Robbie Keane is still a creator, but he's injured. You look at this. There's no designated players. Uh, Gerard is so out. let's so let's Keane talk about out. the lineup. So yep. obviously the, the big story was all three DPS out with injury. Some right. of them are going to continue to miss some time. Actually, right. all three of them are going to. Is Gio going to continue to miss some time? No, it looks like he's coming back. He'll be back. Yeah. The other the other two. You know, Robbie Keane is out for another month or so. Yep, right uh, about that. It looks like Gerard was practicing this week lightly, but it, it's probably going to be another week or two. Is that, yep. does that sound about that, that right on the timeline? About, that sounds about right on the timeline. Until they're back to full training, don't expect everybody to come, and he's not back to full but training. But you're missing all three. You've got Zardes, who was gone on national team duty, so he was on restricted minutes. Right. So, in some respects, Bruce's hands were, were tied behind his back, but I, I still have some, I guess quibbles if that's a word with yes. with the not necessarily the the choice of who but maybe perhaps the formation of how he chose to run it out there 
It, it's just, in my mind, the LA Galaxy are missing an Alan Gordon-type player right now, which you could put Alan Gordon in there. All yeah, right. but but maybe he's given the kid Lasseter an opportunity up top who, you I, know... I would have put... I would have rather had Leggett come back and either take McGee's spot at okay, McGill well, that or was Boateng. My, that, yeah. that, that is my biggest you know thing is, is I would say McGee... Uh, would be better as a second forward. You you put Lasseter between the two center backs and use his speed to kind of probe the back line a little right. bit. And you have McGee, and especially because with Husidic, and this has been my biggest complaint since we saw him a year and a half ago, is he doesn't have the legs or the mobility to play in a strict four four two as another second midfielder. He doesn't cover enough cover enough ground. Right. He's just not quite dynamic enough. So you need to be able to flood that space with another body. So it looked like the Galaxy tried to pull Leggett back a little bit and almost ran kind of like a 4-5-1 or Leggett playing underneath a little bit just to kind of give a little bit more bodies uh, near one another. I still would have flipped him and had McGee play that role and put Leggett out wide. I think the real highlight of this lineup for me was whenever somebody mentioned that um, you had Sebastian and Ariel up top. And that was a Little Mermaid reference. That wow. may have been the highlight of the game for me. Under the sea. There you go. Exactly. So Sebastian and Ariel up top. Uh, little Mermaid sighting there. And, uh, I, you know, listen, this game goes sideways all because of a red card. Uh, Matias Laba. By the way. Are we going to do this? Are we going to do the it's ruining the game type no, deal? Or no, I don't care. No, whatever. I don't care. This is If this is how they're going to call it, then they've actually been... If this is how tight the referees are going to call these games, then that is clearly a red card. It's same thing with the San Jose red card whenever the LA Galaxy were playing. Yeah, at what point do you put the onus on the players to say, Stop. look, this is what it is. You have to adjust. I, I, I called the San Jose one when as soon as it happened, I said red card. And as soon as I saw the tackle on McGee, I said red card. Both of the times. You're not going to find anywhere in the rules where it says studs up is is inherently, you know, automatically gets a red card. But anytime anybody goes studs up and well, makes contact. Well, it is inherently in, it endangering is the safety of an opponent. That is exactly why it is. Now, yeah, I say studs but up. Did, he did went I read McGee. somewhere that Bruce himself was not happy with it? Bruce said that he didn't think it was a red card. Listen, I get it. I get it. These guys are are, are having t- trouble adjusting. The, the onus came from the owners here. The owners said, hey... We want you. And do you have a problem with the idea about protecting stars or creative players or altering the rules in terms of how maybe they've traditionally been interpreted because they're business owners and they have a large investment and they want to protect that investment? I don't want to see it just, you know, whenever you say stars, it makes me feel like somebody's getting preferential treatment and just it, but it's not. It's blanket across everything right now. And Laba, despite what Vancouver fans think, clearly made contact with McGee's uh, ankle, could have broken it because it was planted when he hit it. Um, and you know, McGee went up. I don't understand how you even can, I mean, how can you argue that? Or some people were saying that I saw you retweeted a couple things about how they were going to try and take action against McGee. Yeah. Yeah. For simulation. They think that McGee dived. You can. And, and by the way, Brian Dunseth now who has taken over instant replay for Simon Borg agrees with me that it is red card and that he does make contact. And then he had to deal with people arguing with him. I swear. Poor Brian Dunseth. Dunny. Why would you want that job? I I don't think I could handle it. 
I, I don't think I, I am that secure in, in any part of my life to be able to handle the abuse that, that Dunny gets uh, whenever Instant Replay comes out on Monday. So um, anyway, yes, it was a red card. It was clearly a red card. Don't go sliding in through the ball, even if you get the ball, through the ball and into a man with your studs up. That's going to cause some red cards. So it was an easy call. The real question is here is why couldn't the LA Galaxy score with 10 men? And you know what? Let's get to some some phone well, they calls. Were, I mean, what happened is... Vancouver clearly tucked back in centrally mm-hmm. and gave you the flanks. Yes. And said, if you want to lump some balls in here and try and get on the end of it. Have fun. Feel free. But yeah. I don't know how tall Lasseter is. I don't know how tall Lejet is. But they said, if you want to try and get it in here against Kendall Watson and the boy and, and Tim Parker and the boys, we're going we're gonna to let you, if you can time it, Boateng couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Oh. McGee's not somebody who traditionally is going to play out wide and lump him in. I'm, I'm not a fan of Rogers crosses. Never have been. No, I mean Cole was probably the had the best ability to get down to the end line and, and then make some creative passes. Ashley and, Cole. And by yep. the time he went to somebody like Bradford Jameson or some of these other you know guys, it was a little too little too late in some respects. Yeah, it was. And you know, the, there's a there's a big argument whether or not Bruce even set this team up to win. If you go up there for the draw and sort of put that lineup out there, you know, are you really trying to get three? points on the road or were you always playing for the draw and then you couldn't adjust i mean these are questions that yeah but if it's an 11 on 11 maybe you know and the other team's getting the better possession i mean i don't know what what other what other changes are you making that are that is going to make it a more positive just attitude i think attitude wise these guys were ready to get the draw whenever they stepped on the pitch not on is that on bruce yeah it is it is on bruce because i think bruce is like hey let's get a draw on the road and we'll get out of here dave denholm brought up a great point in that previous podcast so so go back and listen to it but basically dave said you know go for three points on the road in major league soccer go for every time you get out on the road go for three points because i i wait wait wait. listen this is ridiculous because i don't think bruce is in there on the uh, on the chalkboard that says all right zero zero draw draw today boys no no but i think he's like hey be careful when we don't want to lose this game it's like one of those it's it's a different mentality whenever you say we don't want to lose this game and we want to win this game let's get out there and take it you know, I don't know what was said at halftime. So half you time. think he went in there and said, let's not lose this one today, boys? I do. I do. I think from the start was, you know, and this is, a, this is you've heard no, some of I Bruce's pregame more, stuff. I think it's more the boys looking around and seeing we're missing three of our designated players and yeah, then but, some. But Gio saying, hasn't been there. Gerard hasn't been there. They're not going to speak it externally, but just looking around going, man, no. we're missing some players. No, no, you let's, no. there needs to be, you know, I wasn't, listen, I can almost tell you what Bruce is going to tell you out right before the game. And he's like, you know, let's play smart. All right, let's not let anybody get in behind us. All right, let's go out there and have a good game. That's a Bruce Arena. And if I'm Ariel Lasseter, I say, screw you, Bruce. This is my one time where we've got all these guys injured. I'm going for goal. Well, let's go ahead and get to some calls. Some people called into the corner of the Galaxy Hotline to talk about this Vancouver game. So let's first hear from Aaron. This is Aaron from Riverside. And uh, we shouldn't be happy about getting a point on the road, playing a man up for basically the whole game. It doesn't matter if the DPs weren't there. We have talent. We should have won. B- boom. Mic drop. That's it. I was going to say, awesome, my boy from Riverside. I, he's not my boy, but anybody from the 951 giving a call in. But Aaron, I don't know if you made that call at 6.30 a.m., but come on, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> a little a little more enthusiasm, Aaron. Aaron, I agree. I, I, could, I could hear the disappointment in I'm the face s- of your, I'm, your statements. I'm starting to agree with Aaron. Now here's Freddie. Oh, gee, what do you know? Similar vein. Here's Freddie. 
Hey, Josh. This is Freddie from Boise. Um, you know, we can't complain about, you know, getting that one point, but come on. You know, Vancouver playing with 10 men and two starters off, and we still can't get a win. I was impressed with individual performances. They, they just can't click for some reason. Um, let me know what you think. You know, it's, it's a bit of a disappointment, but I mean, it's one point on the road, so let's take it. See, he's he's he, at the end. He sort of talked himself into taking the point. Freddie has right. And did 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 I hear Freddie calling from Boise? Do we have an Idaho? I, I we you know we're big in Idaho nationwide. Boise all over the place. All right. Anyway, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie's right. You can't complain about a point, but he's he's right. Vancouver lost two starters in this game. And do you hear how everybody sounds comatose? It's because they just watched this game. This game literally put people to sleep. Besides the shot that Jossi Zardis had, um, that was deflected by Waston and somehow hits um, Alstead. There, there was nothing really exciting except right off the right off the dome, dude. It was, it was like it's like come but on. But besides that, I mean, just in general, the 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 quality chances weren't there. No, and that you in got, terms you of what you would chances. expect from this team being up. Listen, eleven on ten. Right? I'll, I'll say this, Corey. You even you, the, even Vancouver produced some quality they, some they, quality opportunities. They did. I will I will tell you this. You played soccer. I've played soccer. Not I'm not saying I played at any sort of level, but I always enjoyed playing like down a man. Like I enjoyed the challenge of it because it was so easy. You knew you just had to give like a hundred percent defensive effort and just kept clearing the ball out and doing what you need to do and maybe you know outlet and find somebody on a counter or that type of thing. I always enjoyed the challenge, right? We only had seven guys show up a couple weeks ago See, to our right. adult league game. That was that was a little rough. That was a little. You know, I played in the indoor league where it was uh, six on six, and like we had three people show up. You you, you have what well, four people? You have a goalie and three people, and you're like, I'm not forfeiting this game. And everybody's like, Come on, dude, let's just forfeit. We'll get some of the people from the other team, and it'll be no. We we can do this. Down two people, we can do this. Um, no, no. But nonetheless, I always enjoyed the challenge. I think that whenever you look at what Vancouver had to do, it was exactly as you said: pack the box, stay in your zones. Um, release the ball on a counter. But they literally said, we're going to give you the flanks, we're going to tuck in. And that's it. And if you lump the ball in and beat us in the air, You're horrible. or collect a cross, more power to you. Okay. And maybe, and, and I think maybe something like going to Alan Gordon a little sooner than the 67th minute, knowing that that's what they were Didn't, allowing them yeah. for, would have given you a much better opportunity, a, a much bigger target, um, somebody who would have drawn a lot more attention and opened up some of the other space around him. All right, here we go. We uh, we have a phone call. So who's this? Three one zero. Oh hi, this is Matthew. I'm calling from Beaverton, Oregon, actually. Hey, hey, Matthew, can you do us a favor? Can you hang up and can you recall us back? So that way, uh, your connection is horrible. So we want to get you on the show. Hang up, call us right back, okay? We'll do. Yeah, yeah. You sound better than that. We call right back. All right, we're gonna do that. Um, and as at, while everything sort of resets here, um, you know, I'll sort of take. A, a little bit more time to talk about uh, the LA Galaxy and exactly, you know, what what I think happened here. Um, okay, here we go. Here's three ones. Oh, come back on. All right, Matthew. Hey, are you sound a lot better? There we go. That's so much better. All right, where are you calling from? Uh, despite the three one zero area code, I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. Yay! We got a Portland, Oregon call now. Now, are you? I I, I come in peace. Okay, I come in peace. Okay, let's let's hear it. Let's hear it, please. Um, okay, so first, uh, I, uh, I'm, I was listening to your show because I actually do a podcast about other people's soccer podcasts. So I, the, I like that. All right, very good. And so you're our opponent this week, so I thought I'd give it a listen. First off, great job. Thank you. 
but I do have a question. Uh-huh. Not calling simply to grandstand. Uh, you you guys have injury issues. We do as well. Uh, you're out, Robbie Keane. We're out, uh, Liam Ridgewell. Which of those do you think is going to be make it tougher for which team? Ridgewell or Keane? Is Ridgewell worse for us or is Keane worse for you? Yeah, it's it's a good question. Um, you know, clearly Robbie Keane, you would say Robbie Keane last year because of how much influence Robbie Keane has had on this team um, throughout the years. So you would say you're missing one of your leading scores, Robbie Keane, blah, blah, the whole deal. Uh, the Galaxy so far this season haven't used Robbie Keane a whole bunch. So it, it's sort of interesting to see how they could possibly play. I could say that Keane probably has the bigger impact, but I think Ridgewell and, and what your defense went through uh, last uh, week in Orlando, which as LA Galaxy fans, we, we feel your pain on that. Um, Orlando, oh, yeah. Orlando's not a fun place to go to and, and try to play. Um, and, and that thing, but I think the Ridgewell absence is going to be um, a, a bigger deal for you because I think the LA Galaxy have a lot more offensive weapons, and even without Robbie Keane right now, I think they they might actually figure some stuff out on that. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree. Our, uh, our there was a lot of grumbling in Portland mm-hmm. about uh, having a defensive DP, mm-hmm. and was that really worth it? And uh, I I think that is less of a debate over these past several weeks now that we've seen uh, what it's like with him with uh, Ridgewell not running that back line. Yeah, well, well, here's the Corey. You know, the question was whether or not uh, the Galaxy missing Robbie Keane um, would be a bigger deal than uh, the Portland uh, not having Ridgewell in their lineup, right? And I, by the way, Matthew, I've never been a fan of a designated player as a defender, including when Omar Gonzalez was a designated player on the LA Galaxy. I always thought that was a, that was a horrible deal. For Portland, though, there seems to be so many offensive weapons and, and the way that you guys play, I, I, I don't see a huge downside in having that defensive designated player. I feel like you have enough offensive talent. With the Galaxy, I mean, sun, yeah, Sunday's game aside, what, what type of grade are you giving Jermaine Taylor? Uh, um, right now I give them an incomplete, which is a complete cop-out answer <laughs> granted. Yes. But maybe if, if, if I was not allowed that option, I'd maybe give him a B minus. Like he, he's, he's okay. He, he's not here. He certainly wasn't doing as bad as uh Barnby did, which was, <laughs> uh, who was at left back and just right. did not do well. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would probably give give Taylor a, a, a B minus. He, he's not been dreadful, but it's still uh, seeing the difference. And if you're at the stadium when when they brought in Ridgewell, seeing what the back line was like with him in it, like you could just see it, just just how organized they were. If you weren't paying attention to the action, just watching the defense, it was just so much cleaner and tighter. And uh, it when we had our slow start last year. That's what kept us in the hunt was the fact that you know the, the defense was was pulling us through. Yeah, sure. yeah, it, it makes some sense. All right, Matthew, I'm going to let you go. Uh, we are going to get more to previewing the Portland game. So good luck on Sunday. Uh, I hope I hope one of our teams. Hold on, hold wait. on. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. That's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. Good luck. Yeah. This, this is a friendly. I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure that just that it's it's a mutual thing. I wish you a good game, but not so good that you win. Yeah, I mean, I hope we score five goals. So what's the and story? Hope... You've, got a, you've got the 310 area code, but you're the Timber fan? Uh, well, I used to live, uh, when, when I got, I first got a cell phone in 1999. Wow. And I was living in Venice at the time. That was, and, and I've, I've retained the number ever since. There you go. 
that's that's I, I see that's the thing you can't you can't trust area codes anymore, Corey. There, it's just, nope, area I, codes are. I, I'm I'm eight five eight, and I'm no longer in San Diego. So, so fair yeah, enough. Yeah. So awesome, Matthew. Well, hey, good luck on Sunday, and uh, thanks for listening, man. Certainly appreciate it. You as well. Thanks. All right. All right, so like I said, we are going to talk more about the Portland game. Corey, your final thoughts. Actually, you can't get to your final thoughts. I want to talk. I want to let one more person uh, who called in talk. And this is a person who lives in Portland now, Uh-oh. but is an LA Galaxy fan. All right, so here oh, is. There uh, we go. Here, it is. here comes Zero calling Still in. Still on the other foot. All right. Yo, Jessman, uh, Zero finally calling in. Wanted to say what's up. Uh, just finished watching the game and, and obviously reading and following on Twitter. And I'm, I'm a little surprised to see how crazy everyone's going that we got a point on the road playing a B squad with none of our designated players against a team that a lot of people have picked to at least go pretty deep in the playoffs. Um, I guess expectations are high given the team we had, but given who was on the field and we started Sebastian Leggett at striker, uh, you know, going nil-nil is not the worst thing in the world. Maybe being up the extra man, you know, kind of changes the way people look at the game, but what are you going to do? Uh, nice talking to you, buddy. Be well. Bye. Christopher's calling in from Portland. Chris and I are good friends. I'm glad that he decided to call in. He has more level-headed approach, which is unlike Zero. So, uh, well, I mean, you know. going into the game, if we would have given you one point, everybody, yes, everybody takes it. it yes, run, I, but, that's such but, a. Can we even use that argument anymore? Because if you give me any game on the road, and you're like, hey. I'll give you a point. I'm like, I'm good. Yep, I'll take the point. Well, Thanks. I mean, maybe not, but but with the lineup that the Galaxy had run out there, you'd have taken it and ran. But, Na- name like, name one minutes. team that you wouldn't be happy to pick up a point against, and I was going to be like, oh, Colorado. But if you told me that going to Colorado on the road, I could get a point, I'd take it. I watched DC United play <laughs> earlier this year. No, no, if the LA Galaxy, I don't even, I'd have to look at the schedule to see if DC plays here or, or LA goes no, to No, they DC. only play, you only play against them once. I know, a year I know, now. but I, oh, that was at the very beginning. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, if, if, if you travel all the way across the country, then you are happy with the point. It doesn't matter who you're you Have you seen the Chicago Fire play soccer the last decade? <laughs> have you seen the Galaxy play at, against the Chicago Fire in Chicago? They, they, they're not great there either. So just, of course I'm going to take a point. I'm going to take a point almost anybody. Even Philadelphia, you're going to go to Philly and take a point? Yes, I want a point in Philly right now. If you can give it to me, I'll take one point from every single road game right now. Then you don't want the shield. As Dave Demhone says... If you want to take one point from every road game, right, and you get, you know, 17 road games, so you get 17 points, or you could try to win six road games and get 18 points. Doesn't that sound like a better trade-off? Don't you, shouldn't you go after three points every single time then just to try to get those six wins on the road? I'm in the same camp as Dave. Well, so am I. Then why are we arguing? Well, wait, we're not arguing. No, you said you would take a point. I would, but but having having but everybody says that before the game, but that's not something that's reasonable or expected. You would say that's why I'm well, saying. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't take a draw. I would rather play Chicago Fire on the road and, and try think to win. That I could come away with three. Oh, whatever. I I don't even know. You're you're not even making sense anymore, Corey. It's probably my somebody fault. somebody as they listen to this, tweet at Josh and tell him he doesn't know what he's talking about. I know lots about what I'm talking about. Sometimes, on occasion, I know that. Let's go ahead and take a break, so that way I can figure out what I'm talking about again. Whenever we get back, we're going to give you LA Galaxy news. We're going to take your calls. The COG hotline is going to be open, 949-734-4217. We'll catch you on the other side, and you can start calling in, 
734-4217. want to hear what you think about the team so far, what you think about Vancouver game, what you think about this Portland game coming up. We're going to preview that Portland game as well. Still have tons, tons, tons to get to. Tell your friends about us on Twitter, everywhere else you could possibly find us. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back. Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Backlock of Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh and Corey back with you once again. Live from COG Studios. Having a good time on Periscope. Going live on the website as well, cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash live if you ever want to uh, hang out for any of our live podcasts. Always a good time. I think you get some behind the scenes things. You'll know what Bruce Arena now calls me whenever he sees me if you were uh, on some of our live shows there. So lots of good stuff. Uh, Before we get into LA Galaxy news, I sort of wanted to update everybody on LA Galaxy 2's last game. If you remember, LA Galaxy 2 was playing slightly before the LA Galaxy were playing up in Vancouver. They were basically playing, I think, one kicked off at 6 and one kicked off at 7, so they were an hour in. LA Galaxy 2 was losing by 3 goals to nothing all the way into the 80th minute, which, of course, I turned it off. Uh, I turned How it off. How dare you? Yeah, of course, because, well, I was get, I was going to watch the LA Galaxy game, right? I'm like, ah, they're, they're losing 3 nothing, uh to Real Mar- Monarchs. Real Monarchs is the, uh, is the USL team of, of RSL. All right, so they're losing 3 nothing. Hey, it is what it is. You know, they didn't have all their players. You could sort of see how it wasn't a no big deal. And then LA Galaxy 2 decides to not give up goals from uh, Zubac, uh, Rio Fiji, Fuji. I always want to say Fiji. Rio Fuji and Jack McBean. You get goals in the 81st, 89th, and 90th minute from LA Galaxy 2 to tie that game 3-3. LA Galaxy 2 remain unbeated, unbeaten. Two wins, one draw right now. Uh, and they scored about a zillion goals. Uh, Jack McBean named USL Player of the Week thanks to all of his wonderfulness. Uh, McBean netted two goals in the 3 nothing midweek win over St. Louis FC and also converted that 91st-minute penalty kick to complete a three-goal comeback in LA Galaxy 2's 3-3 draw. Uh, that got him named to uh, USL Team of the Week. So good thing for Jack McBean. 12 goals, 12 games. Just letting you know. 12 goals, 12 games. That includes the preseason and the first three games. So, you know, no big deal. Jack McBean just tearing things apart. Any plays that, that hold up forward, Corey. I'm just and check out the highlights on uh, LAGalaxy.com. It's a it, nice comeback for sure. It should, it, should be coming. it should be interesting, that's for sure. All right, let's get to our news now. Special events. This is our special announcements. This is wherever I tell you all the, uh, all the events that are coming up, everything else that's coming up. Uh, RedCardEvents.com is still doing their, uh, their, 
their pregame tailgate, um, their soccer skills tournament, their private tailgate, uh, game ticket on the east sideline, all for $35. If you have a large group, you want to go to redcardevents.com. Great value. Portions of the proceeds going to Scovid Food Bank as well, so you're helping out some people as you do it as well. Angel City Brigade would like me to tell you about two trips they have coming up. I've already told you about the San Jose trip that's coming up in late June. Still, keep saving your money for that one. That is the game where the LA Galaxy travel up to Stanford Stadium on June 25th uh, against San Jose. And Corey, by the way, Saturday, June 25th will be the last game of the Cali Classico because they will have played three times by that point because there's another game the LA Galaxy will host uh, San Jose coming up here, I think, in May, at the end of May. So you're getting all three Cali Classico games done before the end of June. Just so they can probably do your favorite thing, which is play somebody like the Sounders in all three last games of the season. <sighs> you love why those back to back. Why do you? You just know what gets me all ticked off. Yeah, exactly. And I haven't even looked that far. My ahead job again. to put this show on the rails right here. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, here is the other ACB trip right now. This is a cool one. Right? If you've never been to Philadelphia, you've never seen the LA Galaxy play on an away trip, this is your trip. 10 to 15 people are already booked for this trip, so you're not going by yourself. You're going to take one of those overnight flights, basically a red eye. You're staying at a hostel. It's going to cost you roughly $25. Go to the ACB Facebook page for more details, but this is could be an affordable trip, and you won't have to like take off a whole bunch of time. I think what they're saying is that you only have to ask for Wednesday and Thursday off from work. With a midweek game, I think, going all the way over. So you're going to take off basically Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, fly all the way across the country, go to the game in Philadelphia, and then you'll come back sometime on Thursday. That that sounds like a if you want to do a travel game, that's what you should do. All right? So um, Angel City Brigade would like me to let you know that that is there for your taking. Go to the Angel City Brigade Facebook page for the information on that. Let's see. What else other fun stuff do we have on here, Corey? Uh, LA Galaxy 2 to host the OC Blues on Friday night. Rivalry game, Corey. Rivalry. Rivalry. Look out. Look out. Uh, you know, Denzel Slager, who plays for LA Galaxy 2, used to play for Orange County Blues, too. So if you want a little little twist on this. But there's a bigger reason to keep an eye on this LA Galaxy 2 game. Are they playing all of them in HGC? No, gosh. StubHub? <laughs> right now, they are. The, the track and field stadium is unavailable. Track I don't know if they're doing a renovation of some sort, but they're not, they're not able to play there right now. So because of that, all of them are being played at the main stadium. Nice. Yeah, it's not so bad. So here's the big deal about this LA Galaxy 2 game and why you should either go tomorrow night as we're recording or or later tonight if you're getting listening to this on Friday. Um, it's a 7.30 p.m. game. It is at the main stadium. Tickets are, tickets are cheap. I mean, seriously, LAGalaxy.com forward slash tickets. Um, LAGalaxy.com probably forward slash two and then, L, and then go to tickets for there. Um, but the reason you want to keep an eye on this game and remember all of the USL games are streamed live on YouTube. So really you don't have to miss one if you don't want to. Um, it's because you, we want to keep an eye on where um, Ari Lasseter are and where Jose Villarreal are. If they play for LA galaxy two, then you know, they're not going to be in the 18 for the LA galaxy games against Portland, Jose Villarreal. It sounds like he has been training with the first team all week. And if that is the case, that sounds like Jose Villarreal may slide into that spot over Ari Lasseter. Uh, Jeff Laurentowitz, also a possibility to come back in, although I don't think that's 100% yet, so don't count on that. But, you know, with some of the injuries and Giovanni Dos Santos likely going to be available, you know, what's going to happen? Is Lasseter going to get bumped back down to LA Galaxy 2? This game should answer some of those questions. All right, so keep an eye on that for sure. 
Um, is Lorena somebody that you would see that you would potentially bring him in and play him in the place of somebody like Husidic? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the sub point. If you're going to bring uh, Baggio in and you don't want him to go 90 minutes, I think you could sub Laurentowitz later in the game to do that for right now. I just don't know what his game fitness is. I haven't gotten to talk to him yet. Um, you know, I'm trying to go out to training on Saturday, so I should have an update. Uh, follow cornerofthegalaxy.com. Um, and we should and he's somebody for the last year and a half that's playing more center back, I think, when he was with he has. Fire. He has. But, I, just, uh, I just don't see the Galaxy. traditionally, yeah. he, he's obviously obviously slotted in more of a, a holding midfield role. Yeah, and I just don't see the LA Galaxy really pressing him to play center back right now, especially with, you know, it seems like everybody's there. AJ De La Garza, I think, is healthy again. Um, again, I'll clear up some of this before we... You'd have to think the back line of any of the position groups right now seems to be in the best shape. Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely in the best shape of, uh, of anything so far. So it'll be interesting. That's why you want to watch the LA Galaxy 2 game. Kicks off at 7.30 p.m., so please keep an eye on that. Uh, the fourth annual LA Galaxy 5K and Cosmo Family Fun Run set for Sunday, June 5th. The first 750 people to register get a t-shirt. $40 per person for pre-register closes May 27th. I will be running. I want you to come join me. In fact, if you want to run with me, send me an email, cornerofthegalaxy at gmail.com, and tell me that you want to run with Corner of the Galaxy, and I don't know what I'm going to do yet. We're going to figure something out. You'll be side by side with Chris Klein, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Chris Klein is... is Un, he's unhealthily in shape as far as he's in such good shape that I think it can't be possibly good for him because I think the last time he ran it in like 17 or 18 minutes, come on. The best Not I fair. did, I was like 24 minutes. That's so far behind in running. Like I was like a mile behind Chris Klein, all right? And I'm not going to be running it in 24 minutes this time, so don't don't freak out. I barely walk right now. So um, anyway, you want to sign up for it. Uh, there's a whole bunch of really cool stuff that you get to see it. The best part, of course, is that you, it gets, you get to run throughout StubHub Center, a lot of the parking lots, and then, of course, you end inside the stadium with the finish line shown on Galaxy TV. So right whenever you're about to hurl, they're going to zoom in on your face as you cross the finish line and get it on that giant big screen so that way everybody can see you um, blowing chunks, which is always good. Uh, let's see. The LA Galaxy schedule, Corey. We obviously have the game against Portland coming up. Houston Dynamo, Friday, April 15th. The LA Galaxy who will travel to Houston better in April than in August. That's what I say. Um, sure. Yeah. Then you have a, a Real Salt Lake hosting Real Salt Lake Saturday, April 23rd, away to Sporting Kansas City and home of the United States' largest water slide, maybe the world's largest water slide, and really good barbecue. So if you're going for an away trip to Kansas City, that's a good one. Um, and then uh, uh, home to the New England Revolution on Sunday, May 8th, 2016. That's sort of your look ahead to the schedule. Standing Do we scoring. really know what how these teams are at this point in time? Not a clue. Not a clue. I yeah. actually actually I wanted to I mean, RSL looks looks pretty pretty ridiculous. Right. Um but at the same time we wouldn't have we wouldn't have guessed that at the start of the season and then and then you've got a team like Timbers this Sunday who defending MLS Cup champions and they haven't exactly impressed. They have they haven't although you look and you know you're you're basically 5 or 4 games through this right now. Um, you know, the most anybody has is, is five games. Uh, Vancouver has five games. Vancouver has five games and is sitting underneath the LA Galaxy. So if you sort of understand the LA Galaxy sitting on four games, that's what I sort of wanted to look at is who are the teams that we think are actually going to be good and who are the teams that are actually going to be bad? Right now? Yeah, right now as you look at, because if you look at the Eastern Conference, here is your top five. So look the at the Eastern standings. Right. Look, yeah, yeah, go, you, you do your top five and, we'll, and let's see if, are they real or... Okay. Orlando City SC right now in the Eastern Conference, sitting on eight points, uh, smacked Portland last week, four to one. Um, I say they make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to finish in the top three. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Kaká makes that 
team so different, so much different. So he's back. Uh, that's good news for them. I, I'm excited to see them come to L.A. this year. I think that's going to be fun. So um, just something to keep an eye on. Montreal Impact, number two in the East. Again, I think they make the playoffs, but I'm not sure they finish top three either. Although, as I look down, I have no idea who would. <laughs> you, you start to look. And, and you know, granted, you, you're going to be wrong no matter what you say because there's no way to guess any of this stuff. Um, the Philadelphia Union are in third place in the East. I should say Montreal is about to get Drogba back at home because he wasn't going to play on turf, but they're moving to their their outside, the Stad Saputo outside. So he'll get to play on the grass again and actually play there. So you have uh, Montreal in two, Philadelphia Union in three. No, nope, uh, they're not going to miss playoffs. Okay. Fool's gold. New, New England Revolution at four. I don't. They've I, looked I don't, awful, and yet they're still tied for second. <laughs> it's so the, it's I, the Eastern, Eastern Conference. Right. Right. New York City FC in fifth place with five points right now. No. No. Chicago with five points. How does Chicago have five points? Every game I've watched has been a nightmare. You know, it's only only one win. (laughs) Yeah, this is true. It's only one win. Chicago fire at six. One win gets you in the playoffs in the East right now. The bottom four in the East, Toronto FC, New York Red Bulls, DC United, and Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew in... Uh, With the exception of DC, I think all three of those teams are, you know, reg- regardless of the fact that they sit way down below the line, I still think they're going to r- rise to the top. They're going to—I I think so too. But you look at it, and you have Columbus sitting in tenth in the Eastern Conference, and Portland sitting in ninth. You have the two teams that went to MLS Cup last year sitting basically in the basement of of their respective conferences right now. So um, the Eastern and crew aren't any different, are they? No, they, but they don't look good, though, do they? I, I've watched a couple of their games. I have not been excited about it at all. But they've also played one home game in three away games. Long season. Yeah, it, let's, you know, again, temper, temper, relax. All right, that's how it goes. Uh, F- okay, here we'll do these ones a lot quicker. FC Dallas. Sporting- TFC hasn't had a home game yet. Well, that's because BMO's uh, still being retrofitted right. with, the, so. with the roof and everything like that, which is going to look freaking amazing by the way that's going to be if they can fill that place and make it exciting that may be one of the best places to watch a soccer game in major league soccer just by the way that stadium looks very european looking stadium with what they've done with it um fc dallas sporting kansas city real salt lake are all three of those teams for real all three of those teams will make the playoffs yes Ooh, you think real salt lake is 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 the real deal right now huh they look good it's it's the burrito isn't it and they and they I if memory serves me correctly, they were up like were they up two nothing against somebody? I, I think maybe against Orlando the first game of the year and gave up two extra time goals to give away two points. Yeah, I think they were up two nothing and they were down like two men by the time that ended up happening. Was that against the, Port? I'm still it? nervous about their defense. Are they are they playing Olave again? I, I don't know. I, I have not I'm watched I'm pretty sure they're, they, they're trying to run Olave back one more time as a center back, and he's not quite who he used to be. Okay, so FC Dallas, Sporting Kansas City, Real Salt Lake, one, two, and three. Number four is the LA Galaxy with seven points, having played four games played. Uh, Colorado Rapids with seven points, four games played. Vancouver Whitecaps with seven points, five games played. Uh, that's above the red line right there. San Jose Earthquakes, seven points with four games played. Houston, four points with four games played. Portland with four points and four games played. And the Seattle Sounders bringing up the basement in 10th place right now. Uh, three points. So of the four played. teams below, how many and who make the playoffs of Earthquakes, Dynamo, Timbers, Sounders? Uh, I think Portland and Seattle. I mean, I, I just I, I think that there's too much quality there. Portland, maybe... 
Maybe Portland doesn't make the playoffs. Maybe they have the hangover from MLS Cup. Maybe that's the, 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 going to be the real surprise of this year. And uh, I go the other direction. I think losing somebody like Obafemi Martins to uh, Seattle, that's a huge deal. Too much to overcome, and a lot of Seattle stars that have been there and been their stalwarts, Marshall, Dempsey, uh, Alonzo, they're getting, they're getting older and older. Sounds like the LA Galaxy. Oh, wait, no, no, the LA Galaxy bought older guys in. That's right. That's how it works. Uh, so for your supporters' shield standings, just in case you're keeping track right now, um, despite the fact of the Orlando City fan that was heckling me on, uh, on, on Saturday or Sunday whenever after they had beaten Portland, um, they are not in first place right now in the overall supporters' shield, just in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so they are sitting All of third. one point up above yeah, the yeah, Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. So FC Dallas, Sporting Kansas City, and Orlando City are your top three in the supporters' shield right now, followed by Real Salt Lake, LA Galaxy, and the Colorado Rapids, probably the closest they are ever going to get to the supporters' shield, sitting at sixth right now. Although a different Colorado team, certainly don't know what to expect from them. I still think they, they, have, they implode somewhere, that Pablo implodes. Maybe he grows that crazy mustache again. These standings right here are parody at its finest it's uh this is mls for you right you have here. no idea who's good and who's bad and everything else in between all right we've we've talked a lot about the injuries i think we've given you most of the updates but i'm gonna run down through them again uh if you want to call and talk about the la galaxy either about this portland game coming up or about anything else 949-734-4217 949-734-4217 please we'd love to have your calls call and we'll talk about anything la galaxy that you want to talk about we're ready for you whenever you are 949-734-4217 one seven. All right, injuries. Robbie Keane, Bruce Arena says he's out for about a month. That was the newest update from uh, from the skipper there talking about Robbie Keane. I love it when people call right away. All right, let's go. Call. 909, who's this? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Hobby in Dallas. Hey, Hobby. Look, Whoa. Portland, Boise, Dallas, cross the nation. Cross the nation. I know. Hey, Hobby, what's up, buddy? Uh, No, man. Uh, I'm wondering, so, man, when, I know Bruce has a 442 tattooed yes. on the small of his back, <laughs> yes. right? It is his tramp stamp, <laughs> absolutely. So, when, it, when, when is he going to abandon it? I mean, now is just as good a time. There's a four guys who got some in the back, doing real good, and if he's not convinced that a three-man midfield is the only thing that's going to serve his, our, our old guys, Mm-hmm. namely Gerard and Dijon, mm-hmm. and maybe they they need a 10 right in front of them. And, you know, you got two wings and maybe a lone striker. I mean, I know that, I know that's a hard sell for, for this team, right? Because, you know, uh, you've got several strikers. So yep. you, you, you have, you have to have an off nine, like Kino or Gio or which we've said. Is, so who, who are you playing at the, who are you playing at the 10, Javi? Well, that's the thing is we don't have one. So I've heard that Villarreal no. is, you know, he, he does create a passive, but yeah, he's not like a, a, a pace dictator, right? No, no, he's not. <laughs> Geo is the closest thing that this LA Galaxy team has to a, like a, a pure 10. If Geo is at a pure 10, I think that might work. This is my problem with having any striker up top is that the best striker that sort of works in the lone striker role for the LA Galaxy is probably Alan Gordon. Um, because yeah. of his hold-up play and his ability to distribute out of that. And the second best person that that could possibly be is probably Jack McBean at LA Galaxy 2. 
All right. So that, yeah, so it's like yeah. th- that's the problem is if you want to put a pure striker up there like Lasseter or even if you put Zardis up there, Zardis works better running downhill and not so much with hold up play. I've never been convinced of his hold up or his distribution. Well, you're not going to do that because then you're going to put Keen out on one of the wings and you're going to expect him to play defense. That'll never happen. So <laughs> if you do that, the only way you do that is you put Keen up there and you just try and play yeah, the but, ball down on the floor. You keep it out of the air because Robbie Keane's not going to go up and yeah, win yeah, but, in between some of the big center backs in MLS. Uh, yeah, but Keane's injured right now. Don't talk about Robbie Keane. He's, he's basically banned from being talked about for the next month unless we're giving injury No, no, updates. no. But at the same time, if we talk about what, what Javi's talking about, you don't abandon a no. a formation because one guy's out for four to six weeks. You, you let these guys play through it and start to learn their expectations and their roles within the structure of the offense that's going to carry you forward for the next six months. Here's my um, here- if you're but if you're thinking about about going to a four three three, which I, I'm not opposed to, I just don't think Bruce ever would. <laughs> you have to think about at a full squad and a full side. Who goes where and what and who plays what role? No, you and you do, and I and I agree with that. But the the thing is that I think and, and Javi, this is my belief is my belief is that there is a four four two formation that puts Giassi Zardis in a striker role and and is able to find somebody either like Alan Gordon or if you're going to put Gio up there and let him play sort of the keen withdrawn nine, um, then mm-hmm. I'm okay with a four four two doing that and then sort of piecing some stuff together. Um, out on the wings. I mean, there's plenty of midfielders in this. There's plenty of young kids like Bradford Jamison the fourth who can run all day. Let's start putting some of those guys in the wings and let's let Zardis point himself downhill and be a finisher and let Geo create right now without Robbie Keane right there. You could keep a four four two and replace some of these things. In fact, that's my number one hope right now is that we get to see Geo playing the Keane um, playing that Keane position because I think we've always said they take up space together. Right, they can't play yeah, together yeah. because they do the exact same thing, and so this is the chance to see. I, I literally, it's the Geo show this weekend. It has to be, whether that's I, in I a sub role or I, anything else. I think else. they have to get Geo going. I think they have to get Geo going. Now is the perfect time. You got four or five weeks, whatever, till till Kino comes back, and you, you, you need to see what Geo can do because I mean, since the guy's been playing, they played him as a wing, right. and you know he he attacks. He's not a he's not a pace. Setter. He, he doesn't dictate pace. He's not that type of ten. He's he he makes his he creates his own space, uh, and he and he attacks. You know he doesn't right. he doesn't he doesn't distribute. You know we don't have a distributor. No. Uh, I don't know if it doesn't have to. I, I think we can even go with a three five two. It doesn't have to be a four five two Ooh. because those, those are you talking wingbacks? Yeah, wingbacks, wingback yeah, time. Good. Yeah. Because the the wings play defense. I think Zardis and Leggett they, they they track back well. I mean, I know that you know, like you said, Zardis is not he's not ideally a winger, but Bruce seems to be stuck on playing Zardis on the wing anyways. Yeah, no, so yeah, and so is Quincy. You know, yeah. So, I think, but I think that's 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 what we have in the stable in terms of you've got these guys like. McGee, Zardes, Geo, they're not necessarily a winger and they're not necessarily a pure out and out striker. And and you know, I think he's he's stirring the pot a little bit, trying to figure out what is going to be this magic combination. And 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 the boys just gotta get on the field together and get some games under their belt and figure out, you know, who they can expect people to show up and pop up on the field in what places. And once they start to get comfortable with one another, I don't necessarily know that you know a purely defined position is required, but they got to have enough enough minutes under their belt together to start to figure out 
what they can expect from one another. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, hey, Javi, hey, hey, we got to go, man. We'll, we'll we'll talk to you later, and thanks for the call, okay? All right, guys. All right, there we go. Javi calling from Dallas. Love 909. It. 909 from Dallas. There you go. All right. So anyway, all right, let's get to this LA Galaxy versus Portland Timbers. If you still want to call in, you still have anything, 949-734-4217, about 10 minutes left in the show, but we'd love to talk to you. Please do it. Uh, LA Galaxy versus the Portland Timbers, Sunday, April 10th at 6.30 p.m. StubHub Center broadcast live on Fox Sports 1, FS1. Uh, you, of course, need to be at this game, though, and not watching it on television if you can hear this podcast and you're somewhere within the greater Los Angeles area, or even if you like to drive for three hours and come down. That's okay, too. Uh, we talked about it, number nine in the West, Portland, versus number four in the West, LA Galaxy. Portland's last game was a 4-1 to loss at Orlando, which we had talked with Matthew about. Uh, 4-1 to loss sounds very familiar to the LA Galaxy in, in Orlando because they lost 4 to nothing in Orlando. But Orlando, or I was going to say Portland, lost 4-1 to without Tommy Meyer playing defense for them. So, um, I, quite honestly, I think it's a harder job for Portland to lose 4-1 than it was for the LA Galaxy to lose 4 nothing. Poor Tommy Meyer. I really feel bad about that game. I feel like that game, you know, sort of ushered him out of the LA Galaxy. And really, it wasn't his fault. If, if you look at maybe the first goal was his fault, but like two of those goals deflected off of him and went in the goal. It was like, I've, anyway, I'm sorry, Tommy. Tommy, if you want to come on the show, just, just let me know. Um, anyway, the last six games. That's MLS Cup starting defender yes. Yes. and winner yes. Tommy Meyer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Portland's last game, like I said, was lost to Orlando. Uh, their last get six games, of course, this goes back into the previous year, are their 2-2-2, two, two, and two, the LA Galaxy's last six games, 2-3-1. and one. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see how all this goes. We talked about Ridgewell being out. The Portland defense has been in shambles as proof against Orlando, um, and then their offense hasn't been doing much either. Uh, you have like some some really big names, Diego Valeri, uh, obviously Darlington Nagby. Um, you know all these. Are you nervous? Yeah, I think if you're a Galaxy fan, you should because this Portland team should be playing better than they are, and they haven't been. And so you're waiting for them to sort of sort of wake up. And the last time, if you'll remember, the last time, what really got I've tried po- to forget last time <laughs> the Portland Timbers. What really got Portland on the way to MLS Cup last time was a 5-2 to two beating of the LA Galaxy in LA on October 18th, 2015. Uh, the LA Galaxy, I think, scored the first two goals and were winning at halftime 2 to nothing, Corey, or it was real close to that, if I remember correctly. And it could have been worse than that. It oh, could have been three or four. Yeah. Oh, it, Something it, happened in the dressing room. I yeah, don't know. Something did, and Portland came out and scored five unanswered goals, and the LA Galaxy go... And that was really whenever I think everybody realized the LA Galaxy were not the LA Galaxy they had expected. Here, here's the thing that frightens me. If you're going to continue to run out Husidic in midfield, you're going to really put a lot of pressure on somebody like Nigel DeYoung because he's got to deal with a midfield that's going to consist of Chara, Valeri, and Nagby all playing probably within you know, 10, 12 yards of one another. Yep. And if he doesn't have help to be able to... to sit in the midfield and break up that trio of passers, uh, he's he's going to need a lot of help. And I'm not sure that that uh, Baggio has the athleticism, the speed, the stick to 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 sort of be that person in the midfield with him. It's going and to I'm be- not sure I'm not sure if Galaxy have that person on 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 their lineup. Yeah, and that's I mean, yeah, even injury wise, you you look at I that. I think we were so like- spoiled having having a uh, Marcelo you know, Sarvis. somebody like like uh, Sarvis and Juninho for, yep. for three years uh, that could play and, you know, with the likes of a midfield of a Valeri Char and Nogby. But we're, we're going to see, and this is going to be 
You know, and one of the things we didn't talk about is is DeYoung actually got the armband last That's, game. I was going to say, Captain Nigel DeYoung uh, did did great with that. Um, listen, he's been one of the best players the LA Galaxy have have had on the field so far this year. You put him right side along, probably Ashley Cole and uh, Yella Van Dam, as far as just their play. Which is funny. You look at all the best players; they're all defensive side players for the LA Galaxy so far, mostly because the offense has not really gotten. Uh, started, uh, so so to speak. But Brian Rowe has been outstanding. Listen, Dan Kennedy is back in training. Eventually, there's going to come a time, whether we play Dan Kennedy or whether Bruce goes with Brian Rowe and sticks with Brian Rowe. I'll tell you my vote right now, and it was sort of my vote whenever we started in the preseason, and I told you that Bruce is going to start Dan Kennedy if Dan Kennedy's healthy. And I don't think that's fair, but I think... This has been a, this has been a pursuit of... Of Kennedy ever since, well, even while he was still with Chivas yes. USA, yep, yep. And so I think it's uh, because they've been pursuing him as an option uh, for a number of years. They're they're going to give him quite a quite a long leash. Listen, listen, I love Dan Kennedy. Really nice guy. Um, he's older. He's not as quick. Brian Rowe has been very very good, very outstanding. In fact, I got in an argument with a Time Warner Cable Sportsnet producer after the game in Vancouver because they gave Player of the Game to Brian Rowe in a game where the LA Galaxy were up a man for over an hour, and Brian Rowe had to face I think all of two shots that he actually saved. Now one of them was a spectacular yeah, he, save. I think he. Who was it? It was a Jacobson who hit that bomb that yeah. uh, he pushed up and over pushed, the top. Hey, but other than that, well, well, it was it was the one that diving to the right where he had the full extension. And, oh, and really, yes. he, he did. Pushed. Yeah, he he really did make a great save. But when your goalie only faces two guys, and Nigel De Jong was like all over the place in that game, forward and backward, and breaking up defensive plays and moving forward and trying to get the offense going. That I don't know how you could give it to Brian Rowe, but Brian Rowe still has been one of the best players on the LA Galaxy this season. I heard Boateng got Vancouver's player of the game. <laughs> With all those crosses to nobody. Uh, to Alstead, actually. I kid, I kid. He's yeah. a young guy. He is a young guy. Um, he only offers speed, and I'd be surprised if he started again in this game if Geo's healthy. I think there's too many options. Again, watch the LA Galaxy 2 game on Friday night. If Bradford Jamison fourth is not on the LA Galaxy 2 game, if he's not on the lineup, if he's not there, look for him on Sunday. I mean, these are this is real easy. Just look for all the players who you sort of Jose Villarreal, Ari Lasseter, um, and uh, Bradford Jamison the fourth. Look for those guys. If- all right, so Josh, line it up on the chalkboard. Who who's your starting? Who are your starting players? Oh, the, this is my only caveat is I don't know how healthy Geo is. What how many minutes he can go? If he can go sixty minutes, if he can give me sixty sixty five minutes, then I so start. Let's, then let's I start assume Gio. he can. Okay, so Geo starts up top. With Zardis up top. Okay. Okay. Um, then I would put uh, Bradford Jamison the fourth or Mike McGee on either one of those wings. And that's not true. I would figure out between those three, between three, between Mike McGee, Bradford Jamison the fourth, and Sebastian Legette, uh, who was going to be my wingers. Because I think you're going to have Bajo. So I'm asking you. Yeah, I know. Um, Come on. Yeah, it's going to be Legette and probably... Uh, it's probably McGee. I would probably put McGee in there, but I I would have a quick trigger on McGee and probably bring in Bradford Jamison for the work rate. So um, he's your first guy off the bench. He's my first guy off the bench. In the and middle, in the midfield, uh, you're gonna have uh, Baggio, Husidic, and Nigel Leong. Um, and then you're back. For, in my opinion, yikes. Well, yeah, I don't know what else I you don't can know do. What else you do? You, that's I that's I don't like know the, if Rafa's if Rafa's uh, up to that that level quite yet. I I, I don't I don't I I don't trust that. Um, and I certainly am going to trust, you know, barring anything else, I'm going to trust Baggio and Nigel to get it done. Nigel de Jong is that sort of anticipatory defender. Now, the problem is that there are three guys in the center of that midfield that are going to 
caused them problems, not just two. And that's going to be the real issue. And so, you know, with the 4-3-3 going up against the 4-4-2, you, can, you should outnumber them in the midfield, but that doesn't always happen. All right. So um, I, I'm worried about that. The back four, I, I imagine if uh, if AJ De La Garza is healthy, that he gets start that he gets the start in place of Steras. Um And I think I'm OK with that because I'm not worried so much about Portland's height as I am about their speed. And AJ De La Garza gives me more of a speed option than Steras. I actually agree with you in that regard. But I don't know how healthy he is, or whether or not the other happens. option could be you could put uh, you could put AJ almost as a right back. And if you're looking for some width. Uh, you could you could push Rogers up potentially. You could. I mean, that's when you start and get into all the options. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how the LA Galaxy line up. Brian Rowe is my starter, by the way. Um, and I don't think that comes into question this game. I think that's gonna come into question down the road. So just sort of something to offer. Anything that you would change, major from that? I think you sort of gave your comments while we were going. I mean, I've always said from the preseason when we talked about what the biggest hole in the lineup was, and I have always said from the beginning it was your the central midfield was was extremely thin. And I think that that is going to be on display again this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see. So again, the LA Galaxy take on the Portland Timbers Sunday, April 10th at 2016, uh, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. The game is on Fox Sports 1, FS1 for television. And please get out to the game, lagalaxy.com forward slash tickets for that. I'm trying to think. The Galaxy have scored seven goals and two home wins this year. Um, and then, of course, Portland, their second consecutive loss on the road and saw their winless run stretch to three games. This will be another road game for them. So, um, you know, hopefully all that travel back and forth and short rest. They played on Sunday. Uh, they have to play on Sunday again. Granted, the LA Galaxy get an extra day on that because they played on Saturday and didn't travel the east west, travel the north south. Uh, fitness wise, I would expect the LA Galaxy to be the more fit team coming in just from a traveling standpoint. So always something to keep an eye on in Major League Soccer. All right, Corey, anything else uh, you want to add before we get out of here? No, not too much. Uh, shout out to you, Josh, getting me into the RSL game in, in a month. I'm excited. I got some friends from New Zealand that I'm uh, that I'm going to try to convert into Galaxy fans with that game. That's going to be fun. All right, Corey, tell them where they can find you. Find me on Twitter at Corey Ritzau, C-O-R-Y-R-I-T-Z-A-U. All right. And if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Galaxy Podcast or at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. Please head over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Go to our online shop and order your stickers. We're running out of stickers. You need to own stickers if you haven't already owned some. Support the show. Three stickers, $8. One sticker, $3. You do the math. $8. Three stickers. That's where it's at. Order those because we're going to be running out here pretty soon. So please cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash shop on that. All right, uh, let's see. LA Galaxy versus Portland Timbers on Sunday, 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 Sunday. I'll see everybody at the game. LA Galaxy 2 game on Friday night. That does it. For Corey Ritzow, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm 
Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye.